Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we are, hour number three on a Monday. Chris Brown flying solo. Steve Tasker under the weather today. Hopefully he's back soon and feeling better at the same time. We are pleased, though, to be joined now here in hour number three by Bill's radio color analyst, Eric Wood, joining us as we are creeping up on that Patriots game in a hurry here. Eric, hope you had a good Thanksgiving with the family. I know you pushed it back since we were all working for Thanksgiving, so I hope that went well for you. And I don't know where you tipped the scales after you uh, had the meal and everything. Did you did you still have the uh, contest remotely with your former teammates? No, no remote uh, Thanksgiving way in, especially with me doing it on Sunday. Um, it was nice to see um, Jeremiah Searles. Uh, he did it. Uh, Gabe Eicher did it. So a couple guys posted through social media. Um, that they were participating, but with no one to compete against, I, I took it easy yesterday. I said, took it easy. I absolutely pigged out. I, I celebrated Thanksgiving really strong. My wife can crush a Thanksgiving spread. I do the turkey, my wife, my mom, um, and everyone else brings the rest. So it, it was great. Thank you. Nice, nice. Uh, okay, so Patriots coming up here. And, you know, there are times where they have looked pretty good defensively. But I'm trying to weigh that against the fact that they've played a lot of backup quarterbacks, Eric. Like, they haven't played anybody near the caliber of a Josh Allen. Kirk Cousins might be the closest thing, and he hung 33 on him. So what what do we make of this defense in light of those circumstances? Yeah, I, I think it's a solid defense. Maybe uh, similar to where the Bills were last year when they posted two shutouts early, but both against backup quarterbacks and maybe some of the stats were inflated because of it but you know the bills had a very consistent defense week in week out last year you know this this patriots team when you look at them when you look at their personnel the the strength should be on the defensive side of the ball that's belichick's mo you don't even really necessarily have an offensive coordinator on that side of the ball and so the defense has played well and 
it's it's classic New England. Each and every week, they're going to try and take away what you do best, which seems elementary. It seems like if you're heading into a football game, why wouldn't you do that to everybody? Well, Bill Belichick gets creative with it in, in, in his attempts at taking away what you do best, whether it's a number one receiver, whether it's a running back, uh, whether it's a quarterback that can scramble, he's going to try and make you beat them, let's say, left-handed. I've heard that uh, describe um, how he approaches the game each and every week. So their defense has played well this year. Offensively, it's interesting because there's some games where it looks similar to the approach last year where they really kept Mac Jones, they kept the training wheels on him for a lot of last season, mm-hmm. let's say that. And it catches up to you when a team can stop the run. Um, and then this year there's weeks like against Minneapolis where – Mac Jones throws for over 300 in the first half. They're even airing it out, you know, even before it's a, a must throw situation. And then other weeks they seem content to run the football, sprinkle in some play action and and more of the offense, some screens, a, a lot of what we saw last year from the Patriots. And, and what do we make of an offense that has struggled mightily in the red zone? They go over three this past week on Thanksgiving night and, you know, three for 10 on third down. And these have been persistent problems for their offense this season. A lot of people point back to the offensive line, which was a veritable train wreck during the preseason. And talking to some Boston area reporters hasn't gotten demonstrably better, uh, although they felt that they showed some signs this past week when they were able to move the ball and score points. But it doesn't seem like they have found any measure of consistency in the important parts of offensive football. Yeah, you're right. And that's what holds offenses back is when you can't convert third downs, when you don't make a bunch of first downs in a game, and when you don't score touchdowns in the red zone, it's hard to win football games. Now they've played good enough defense at times this year, and they've turned teams over to allow that to happen. But when you're not scoring those touchdowns in the red zone, it becomes tough to beat teams. We see it with the bills. They're sitting at with an eight and three record. If they take care of the football and score touchdowns in the red zone, they're probably got a perfect record right now. And so uh, we, we understand in Buffalo, how important those statistics can be as well. Now this bill's offense does not struggle on third downs and really hasn't over the last three or four years. And a lot of it's Josh Allen's scrambling ability. I mean, I remember when I was playing in the NFL, if we got to a third and 11, let's call it a third and 15, which Josh Allen routinely picks up with his legs. He scrambles outside the pocket, finds someone down the field at third and 15. You're thinking no turnover and maybe just get half of it back to make it an easier punt situation. Unless it's desperation at the end of the game where we need to use all four downs. And then really let's try and get half of it back. It's amazing throughout Josh Allen's career, him, Mahomes, Herbert, some of these guys, they make these third and longs nowadays because they're so athletic and they're willing on the move to throw it to any part of the field, they make it look so easy. It wasn't that long ago where those were extreme. Those, those were like in the low single digits, mid to low single digit uh, conversion percentages. And I'm sure those guys now skew those numbers. Yeah. Thanks for taking us back to the time where we'd routinely watch guys fall two yards short of the first down marker here in Buffalo on offense. And we'd have to yeah. punt. That was yeah. great. Thank you. As, we, that. as Chan Galley, <laughs> as Chan Galley calls that patented middle screen and we pick up third and uh, 13 yards on third oh. and 15 and the crowd gets into it, but we're just short. And you know, this week we'll have an Amazon prime game. So Ryan Fitzpatrick will be in. Uh, oh attendance. yeah. Uh, yeah. So he'll be doing pre halftime and post game coverage for that and hoping to meet up with him on uh wednesday night that'd be great um 
So you mentioned how, you know, this is an offense in the Patriots that still relies on a lot of the short stuff. And, you know, you look at their statistics, there's Ramondre Stevenson at the top of the receiving list with 50 receptions. He leads the team. And by most accounts up there, even in the running game, he's getting an awful lot of those yards by himself. I don't know how deep a dive you've taken into some of their games, but it seems like he's spending an awful lot of time trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah, you mentioned the offensive line, and they've struggled. Uh, you know, I think it's an offense they don't get super creative. It's not a Mike McDaniel's offense that can – completely hide the offensive line at times either where it's RPOs and guys moving all over the field and the quarterbacks kind of dinking and dunking and making a decision. There's a lot of pressure on that offensive line when you're running the football, when you're running play action consistently. And so um, with, with what I've seen this year, it's swing passes. It's those extended handoffs to the outside. They're not putting too much pressure on Mac Jones. Now at some point they're going to need to put some pressure on him because within four years, you'd like to, really know if you have a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl or not uh, to see if they need to make a decision elsewhere there. And, you know, one guy that's excelled is obviously Judon, their primary pass rusher. He leads the league in sacks right now. Deion Dawkins, very iffy this week. To what lengths do you think the Bills may have to go if Dawkins is out of the lineup and you got Judon on the other side of the field there? Yeah, I think you got to use chips. You 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 handle him like you handle a TJ Watt, a Von Miller. It's you put the tight end to his side, and whether the tight end chips him or kind of just releases and makes him navigate that, um, you slide the line to him when you can. He's he's a game wrecker. He's a potential game wrecker, and you he deserves that respect at this point of his career. He's produced each and every season, and so um, he will get a lot of attention. And if Deion Dawkins can't go, then you know it's it's going to be even more attention that you put over there. And you know Deion's been one of those guys throughout his career. He's got a pretty big personality with the snowman and all that. But on field, we don't talk about Deion a lot, and that's a good thing. You know, Dion yeah. is very consistent over there on the left side of that offense. And at times we take him for granted and we pick out that maybe one play every few games that, you know, someone puts up on Twitter. But man, Dion, honestly, since I played with him in 2017, has been very consistent for this franchise. And if he's not able to play this week, it'll be uh, a, a big miss. Flipping it over to defense, we know Von Miller is out for this game. It's a wait and see beyond that based on what he determines he'll be doing. Um, Rousseau is trying to get back. He's practicing this week. What <laughs> I, I guess the question here is, with what we've seen from Ed Oliver the past two weeks, can he kind of take on some of the mantle that Von provided on the field by you know demanding extra attention? Yeah, if if Vaughn is not able to go the rest of the season, and really if Rousseau's out this week as well, the best pass rushers that I see are are on the interior. It's Phillips, it's Ed Oliver especially, it's Daquan Jones at times, it's Tim Settle at times. And so uh, really that interior could put a lot of pressure on an offense. And, you know, last week the interior for Detroit, not that great. But that being said, Ed Oliver took that game over. And to, to get that confidence from what he did in Detroit and, and kind of move forward and understand that there's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot expected of him as a former top 10 pick. You know, you're, you're a top 10 pick. 
um, you know, playing towards the end of your rookie deal, there's a lot of pressure on you to perform. If he's able to carry the load um, to, to get the pressure on the quarterback that they're going to be missing uh, potentially without having Von Miller there the rest of the year, that would, that would be big time for this defense and something they need because especially till Trey is back, you know, you got to be able to pressure the quarterback. And, and once Tredavious White is healthy, I think you'll see some of these uh, struggles that the Bills have had against number one receivers. Uh, I think you'll see some of that diminish. But until then, man, you're going to have to put pressure on the quarterback, which the Bills did such a good job early of in the season and allowed these young cornerbacks to kind of get in the form, get some experience under their belt. When the pass rushers hasn't been there at times, especially these last few weeks, you know, the Bills have been exposed out there on the edges. Speaking of Tredavious White, where where do we ballpark his snap count to go from last week's 16 snaps? I would hope that at least this week you'd get the uh, every two series rotation throughout the entire game. I thought that's what we were going to get last week. He looked so good in those first 15, 16 snaps that I thought we would see him again. Well, once he missed that fifth series and wasn't on that rotation I knew he's done because you're not going to put him in late, but especially with the amount of injuries that the bills have right now, it's hard to have a guy up on game day. If you're not going to give him a significant amount of snaps, they need those guys in Jersey for the game. And so I, I, I believe you're going to see those snaps increase each and every week. And, you know, primarily the bills leave Tredavious uh, on one side of the field. And so you'd say, well, can't the other team move their number one receiver over to the other side of the field? And, then Tredavious isn't on him, but the Bills are very creative with their um, with their zone coverages and with their protections, um, their coverages on the back end of the defense that they'll put bracket coverage away from Tredavious White, knowing that once they put that number one receiver over there, and I mean, the last three weeks, Justin Jefferson goes for 193, Amari Cooper goes for 113, Amon Ross Brown goes for 122, like that's becoming a trend. That's that's no longer a one-off. Yeah. That is a trend. And Amari Cooper and, and St. Brown are good receivers, but you're going to see receivers of that caliber almost each and every week from an opposing team. And they're really targeting Dane Jackson right now. And I don't think... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That they're able to target him as easily if Tredavious White's on the field because you'll be able to roll some coverage his way. Yeah, you can cover some stuff up on Dane's side as opposed to Tredavious' side. And Devontae Parker is wildly inconsistent, um, but he is still a premier talent and at times will flash and have a big game. You don't want that to be this week. And those players that flash tend to try and flash in primetime games. Well, and, yeah. you know, the th- and Thursday night football is what it is, but that's the only game on. And, you know, those, those players that flash, especially uh, defensive linemen, but receivers as well, they try and make those splashes in the primetime games, which would be this week. And, um, you know, and, and I think the, the Patriots receiving core is fine. Um, and it's, it, it's interesting and almost telling that the dolphins were willing to deal Parker within the division and Devante. I, I know, well, Devante right. is an incredible talent. He's out of the university of Louisville. We used to play basketball together in the off season. He is an extremely talented individual and you just don't want to see him put it all together this week against the bills. Yeah. Speaking of receivers, you see McKenzie serve as a nice complimentary number two option to Diggs last week. He's had success against this Patriots team before. Do you maybe give him a little more run, maybe rotate him less this week to see if he can kind of duplicate that performance? Yeah, and what we talked about earlier, Belichick's trying to take away the thing that you do best is they try and take away Stephon Diggs. Then you need other guys to step up in, in a McKenzie can. And, you know, it was great to see him step up for the offense, get his 96 yards receiving a touchdown because the Bills need production outside of Diggs. It's plain and simple. That's not, you know, some hot take. They just, they need it. They need it on a consistent basis. And and Josh misses some of that slot production that they've had in the past outside of when they moved Stephon Diggs in there. And so um, with McKenzie, this being his first time, first year as a full-time starter, you assume that he will get better and better as the season goes on. It was great to see that last week. I'm not saying he needs to have 90 something receiving guards each and every week, but you'd like to see Josh have, have confidence in him in the slot each week to where at times he can just take those layups that we saw for years to Cole Beasley when he knew, okay, it's zone. My slots working at the linebacker level. I know that Beasley's going to sit right here, right between these linebackers. They're not going to be able to keep up with them. And we just took eight yards on first and 10. You'd love to see him and Josh get to that point. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic that the compliment to all of the volume going to digs is starting to show up here because you know, against Cleveland, Knox goes seven for 70. Now this week, this past week, McKenzie goes six for 96. Like, if, even if just one of those two guys can be like a viable second option in the passing game, I, I think it does wonders for this offense yeah, going and Gabe, forward. And Gabe, and Gabe Davis, too. But, man, you know, the, the, the depth that receiver is dwindling in a hurry. And so – Yes, you want to see those guys step up, and then they bring back John Brown, who I absolutely love um, as a player. It'll be interesting to see um, how how good a shape he truly is in, and 
how quickly he could potentially step in and help this team. He's not necessarily a special teams guy. And so if you're going to activate him on game day as a receiver, he's going to have to play a role. And so how quickly they can get him up to speed and um, but a guy that they trust in and a guy that's going to come in and, and sure with Ken Dorsey taking over as offense coordinator, he hasn't played under Ken Dorsey as OC, but I'm assuming most of the terminology stayed the same from yeah. day ball to Dorsey. And, and that's, and that's the interesting thing. I mean, Eric, you've seen it throughout your career. The team signs people off the street and they'll put them in the lineup, but it's different when, maybe you sign an offensive lineman off the street and you line him up for 30 plays as opposed to lining a guy up at receiver where he's running at top speed, stopping on a dime, making an in cut, you know, and then accelerating again after the catch. That's, I mean, I I worry about the soft tissue injuries for guys that are not quote unquote in football shape yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's interesting to see how much shape he's in. Has there been interest maybe since training camp or maybe since the Crowder injury where there's been enough interest where he's been working his tail off and then you're not as worried. John Brown understands what it takes to get to an NFL season and what it takes. You just hope he's had enough runway and, and I'm not, you know, I, I have no idea of this. I'm just hoping that there's been enough interest, whether from the bills or elsewhere that he's in that kind of shape because the way that he's able to run after the catch in the bubble screens, the way that he can maybe play some of that savvy slot role, even though he's known as a take the top off the defense type of guy, use his speed in the open field, you know, a veteran presence in that room is not a bad thing, especially if him and Josh can pick up where they left off. You know, you're just, he just provides a little bit of insurance at this point and the bills need it. You know, you know, the Tanner Gentry's in the game last week for them and Tanner's, a fine ball player, but you're, you're quick. You're, you're a couple injuries away from him playing a big time role. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see, but Josh probably said it all yesterday when he said, I trust John Brown. Um, <laughs> that's all you, if the quarterback trusts him, chances are he's going to be on the field sooner rather than later. Uh, Eric, thanks as always for the time. We appreciate it. We'll see you on Thursday up there. Yeah. My pleasure. Have a great week, Chris. See all you right. soon. That's Eric Wood bills, radio color analyst. For the Bills Radio Network, he'll be calling the game with John Murphy on Thursday night in Foxborough from one of the best broadcast locations in the league, one of the few broadcast booths uh, that are still very down low, close to the action, and at or near midfield. Um, We have to go over a couple of more thoughts on the tweet sheet here, as we have been asking you all day today with this big three-week division stretch coming up for the Bills. What do you think they need the most to carry them through that three-week stretch? You know the division games are always harder. They're always tighter, invariably, with a few exceptions. But they're certainly tight this year, as is the division race. So what do you think the Bills need the most to carry them through this three-week division stretch? You can give us a call at 803-0550, the number to get on board. Uh, or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet, as always, at One Bills Live. We'll jump back to the tweet sheet now. And Jeremy on the tweet sheet says, staying healthy and ball security. This is a proven method. Also, the defense not allowing 500 yards of offense at a given moment. That hasn't happened too often this season. I mean, even now with a couple of, you know, big point games and an overtime game against Minnesota, Buffalo is still 12th in the league in total defense 
and they're a top 10 run defense. And, you know, against the pass, yes, they've given up some yards in the last couple of weeks. As Eric Wood was just referencing, you know, Dane Jackson has been picked on a little bit. You've got three receivers in a row that have had big games, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, and then the week before it was Justin Jefferson and then Amari Cooper the week before that. All of those guys went over 100 yards against the Bills, which isn't a common occurrence against this Bills pass defense, but it's been an issue of late. So they're going to want to get that corrected, hopefully more playing time for Tredavious White going forward. We'll kind of nip that in the bud to a certain extent. But, yeah, that staying healthy, obviously, and the Bills are struggling with that. If there's one thing the Bills have struggled with maybe the most all season long, it's staying healthy. And the injury list is no shorter this week. As uh, based on the report we got from practice, you still have four of the eight players who missed practice due to illness yesterday still out with illness. Fortunately, coming back to practice today, Naheem Hines, Jordan Poyer, Tyler Matikiewicz, and Saran Neal. So the people are getting over the bug that's been going around a little bit to a certain extent, but not completely, as only half of the guys came back for practice today. We'll wait to see what the injury report reveals to us today. This is would be the equivalent of the Thursday injury report. So we'll see what it has for us. Um, and if there are any further developments there in terms of uh, people participating more than perhaps they did yesterday. Ball security, yes, that's a no-brainer. Turnovers have been a problem as well for the Bills, and the Patriots are pretty good at forcing them. So they're going to have to be mindful of ball security for sure this week and the next couple of weeks because turnovers are what did them in against the Jets the first time around. William on the tweet sheet says, what we could use over this stretch more than anything else is a lot of luck, lightning in a bottle, Whatever it takes. All right, William, go into the football gods here. Um, yeah, you always need a little bit of luck. I mean, there's no question about it. Look at the Patriots game last week. They're playing the Vikings. They're right in that thing. It looks like Mac Jones throws a touchdown pass to Hunter Henry, but it's ultimately ruled an incomplete pass as the ball moved around a little bit as he came down to the ground and rolled over. And what was going to be a touchdown is negated, and they lose that game 33-26. They lose by a touchdown. So, yeah, you need a little bit of luck sometimes. And on occasion, the Bills have had it. I'm, I'm sure that Bills fans will remember a lot quicker when they did not have it because uh, there have been those instances as well. Look at the Vikings game if you want an answer. So, yeah, I, I'm ready to take a, low, a dose of luck anytime it's willing to be offered because you need to have a little bit of that if you're going to go all the way in this league. Deborah on the tweet sheet says the Buffalo Bills need to keep staying focused regardless of all the negative comments and play Bill's ball. Despite all the challenges and injuries they have gone through this season, they will win the game Thursday night. Well, I like the confidence, Deborah. There's no question about it. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, the Bills are a better team than the New England Patriots. In their injury-riddled state, they're probably still better than them in terms of the elite talent that they can put on the field, most notably at the quarterback position and at receiver in all likelihood. So, look, you just got to play your game. Don't beat yourself because that's what the Patriots feast on more than anything else, and it's how they have won games. But it is pretty startling. Uh, maybe not startling is a little bit of a strong word. It's pretty eye-opening to see the backup quarterbacks that they have played this season. I mean – you know, you play uh, the Colts with Sam Ellinger. 
and that winds up being the last game that he plays for the Colts before Jeff Saturday takes over. Um, and there are a couple of Jacoby Brissett, obviously. And then there have been a couple other instances through the course of this season where they had to play the backup quarterback of the opponent. And it's kind of helped them hold opponents down on the scoreboard. And it's why right now New England is seventh in the league in points allowed. The Bills are fifth, by the way. Anthony on the tweet sheet says, need better play calling on offense. Use more of our weapons that we have on that side of the ball. Look, I'm sure that Ken Dorsey would love to spread the ball around. It's something we really haven't seen a whole lot in the passing game since early in the season, like week one, two, three. I mean, those are the times when eight or nine guys were catching passes from Josh in the course of a football game. They've kind of gone away from that a little bit. It's been a Stefan Diggs heavy passing game. The stats will bear that out because he's already over 1,100 yards for the season. Better play calling, I don't know if that's the answer because a lot of their plays you know, are the RPOs where the quarterback is making the ultimate decision, uh, handing off or throwing it, let alone who the ball is going to. And so I kind of point more to the execution side of things than I do the play calling side when things don't look quite right. Um, I think that any game that you watch start to finish, you can pick out a handful of plays where the communication wasn't ideal. And there were a couple of instances last week against the Lions. And that's to be understood when you have circumstances that have kept you from practicing on a regular basis due to illness, weather, and a relocated football game, not to mention a short week where you can't really practice in pads and full because you got to let bodies heal. So I was willing to give them a pass this past week and even the Cleveland game because of the circumstances they were faced with that severely limited their time on the practice field. Hopefully it's better this week with a full week of practice. Uh, Tim on the tweet sheet says, someone other than Diggs making plays in the passing game. Well, I think we're going down the same rabbit hole here. Although, as I was talking about with Eric Wood just a short time ago, you've got a guy that came up and gave you good production last week in Isaiah McKenzie, six catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. The week before, it was Dawson Knox, seven catches, 70 yards. You get a number two guy, whoever it is, giving you that kind of production in the passing game as the secondary force behind Stephon Diggs, you can win that way. So, that's kind of how I see it um, going forward. If you can consistently get a guy coming up each and every week as a secondary option, giving you legitimate production like Knox and McKenzie have the past two weeks, you can win with that uh, with this offense, in my estimation. So hopefully that continues, whether it's McKenzie, whether it's Knox, maybe it's Davis this week. Um, no matter who it is, as long as you have a guy in a supporting role providing that kind of production, I think the Bills can put up enough points to win football games. We're going to take a break here. We're hoping to get Shaq Lawson fresh off the field as practice has come to a conclusion here today at One Bills Drive. So hopefully Shaq is coming your way next. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown here with you flying solo, but not right now. Steve Tasker under the weather today. We hope he's feeling better. He's, uh, he's sick with along with a handful of this guy's teammates. Shaq Lawson joining us for our fresh off the field interview brought to you by Austin Air, the official clean air provider of the Buffalo Bills. Shaq, you practice outside for like the first time in two weeks. How, how wild was that? 
Uh, it was wild. It was it's a great feeling to get back out there. You know, even though it was cold, but it was a great feeling to get back on the grass, the stuff we used to, and get to work. I mean, the, the field been covered up the last I two know. weeks. <laughs> So it's actually it was great to see a feel like yeah but I mean it's a good thing you guys played inside the last two weeks you didn't yes, have sir. to get used to cold and outdoors so you could practice in the field house and you're not missing out on anything but back outside night game New England you've done that before um, but the division slate begins here man you got three in a row I know you're just thinking about this one right now but uh, you got some pretty big ones coming up here oh uh, yes sir um, uh, each week uh, we consider each game as a point game but you know it's it's December. Is it December, November yet? It's It'll be on Thursday, Thursday? December 1st. It's, it's about what you're doing December and November. That's when the most important football yeah. is. So we're just going to take one game at a time. We know we've got a great opponent coming, uh, going to New England this weekend. So just, just one game at a time. It's just a one-game season for us. You've been uh, Mr. Fourth down here lately, Shaq. Uh, you know, goal line stand down against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. Yeah, another one against Cleveland. What happens on fourth down to you, man? Something get inside you? You turn into like uh, the boogeyman? What's going on? Um, I mean, them last couple. You're finding weeks, the ball. Been finding the ball, man. It's been happening to come my way. I just been uh, hard on myself, and by me, like my biggest strength was here before I left was setting the edge and playing the run. Mm-hmm. And I just told myself I needed to get back to that. I know I, I think the Jets game yep. way early. I, I did set the edge a couple times and. And I took that hard on myself. And these last three, four weeks, I just, just trying to build, building on, just setting the edge and setting the edge, just open up other plays for me and stuff. Yeah. Um, what is the defensive mindset now going into this game? Because you guys, man, the injury bug, man, it's been nuts. Like every week, it seems like there's a new guy, and this week it's no different. Like you guys aren't going to have Vaughn this year or this week. Um, so, you know, down Vaughn and hoping to get Greg back, you know, AJ's nicked up. How do you guys kind of pull it together when you're shorthanded like that? The guys that, you, the guys that are healthy like yourself. Um, like, as a D-line, we got yeah. a special group. So, like, when everybody was healthy, it was we could just put any guy in there. Now we just trying to next man up, you know. Every guy's been ready, like. Even from the guys that's on the active practice squad, every guy just been ready to play throughout the week. So it, it really haven't been no uh, no let off for if guys right. get hurt and things like that. We just been the next man up. All right, so it's kind of a weird quirk in the schedule. We're at week thirteen and you haven't played the Patriots yet. It's kind of weird when you haven't played a division opponent until like week thirteen, but that gives you a lot of tape on them. So. What kind of advantage does it give you when you got a lot to go off of before you play a, an opponent that you kind of know pretty well already, if you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, great. You know, down the season, you know, you, you know, you get a lot of film study on those guys, uh, what they like to do, what, what they top runs and things like that. So, I mean, going in, um, this, was it week 12, week 13? 13, yeah. We got like 11, 12 games of film on those guys, and they play different type of fronts and things like that. So just watching those guys and watching their tendencies. Me personally, I've just been watching the guy I'm going against, yep. what's his weakness, what's his strengths, and things like that. Gotcha. And with respect to you know, their run game, you guys have been doing a pretty good job of locking up you know, opponents' running games the last few weeks. Stevenson, I don't have to tell you, is a load, but um, a lot of people up there – 
this is them saying it up in Boston. A lot of people that cover the team up there say he's making a lot of those yards on his own. Um, not always getting clean blocking and whatnot. That's what they're saying. Um, what do you see in Stevenson just watching him and the kind of back he is? Uh, tough physical, tough physical running back, you know, hard to get down, like you said. Um, we got to have 11 hats to the football when we tackle this guy. And, uh, like, he may, he create plays on his own. Like, mm-hmm. some, he, he breaking a couple tackles and things like that. But, I mean, like a strong runner, uh, we just got to bring our A game. You guys have gotten some red zone stops a couple of times these last few weeks. New England's had some trouble down there. Um, what 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 happens? What gets in? What's being said in the huddle? You know, once that field gets short, and you guys are trying to bow up and, at the very least, force a field goal. Oh, I go this as a, as a red zone defense is takeaways or three points. And our mindset is going there is don't give up a touchdown. Uh, red zone because I mean, set between yeah. seven and three points is a lot different. But we just continue to um, just lock down and attention to detail. Each guy doing a one eleven in the red zone, and we've just been successful. How cool was it to get Trey back on the field last week? Man, it was great to get Trey White, see him back. You know what I'm saying? I I, I told him last week in the game, I'm like, like deja vu, man. We was, <laughs> me and you was on the same side before once upon a time, man. Just, just bring him back. Memories I had with Trey, and I'm happy to see him back. Uh, he's been working hard throughout this yeah. offseason, during the season, just to get back and be ready to play. You guys got similar joyful personalities, so I'm not surprised you guys get along so well. Um, the reunion tour continues. John Brown back. Um, what is it about Buffalo? Like, you came back, Jordan Phillips is back, Dean Marlowe's back. I mean, now John Brown. What's going on? Guys, we we miss Buffalo, you know. <laughs> like... I seen Smoke say, like, once you leave here, you always pay attention. Yeah, like, yeah. I was in this division the last two times. I paid attention to Bills. I, I didn't give a crap who we was playing that week. I just paid attention because that's home, you know. That's – when you're watching the Bills, even though playing on another team, you still you still feel like I, I was part of those guys, you know. It's just – it's just that's how Buffalo make you feel and the fan base, the team and everything just make you feel like you're still at home when you're yeah. away from here. I got you. I got you. All right, so, you know, looking at New England, it's Thursday night. It's prime time again. I mean, it's no, it's no secret you want to get this division game because, you know, you, I don't have to tell you, you dropped the first two division games. So it's like rubber meets the road kind mm-hmm. of a week here. you got to have this one, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, here on out, each, each game important. Like, they remember what you do in November and December. So these, this, this whole month of football is important to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Shaq, appreciate you stopping by. Best of luck Thursday night. Get that dub. And uh, tell these guys to heal up, man. Take it easy. <laughs> Do some extra stretching. I don't care what it is. We got to get healthy. Yes, sir. down to stretch here. Yes, sir. All right. That's Shaq Lawson joining us here for the Austin Fresh Off the Field interview. We'll take a break and be back with some comments from one John Brown, who met the media yesterday. Got some fans interested in hearing what he had to say. We'll bring those to you next here on One Bills Live. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown here with you. And we wanted to play, by popular demand, some of the comments from John Brown after he signed back with the club that he played for two seasons, 2019 and 2020. So here is John Brown, newest addition to Buffalo's practice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Squad. Thank you. I appreciate it. Was it a, uh, just kind of talk about how it went down? Were you surprised to get a call from the Bills that you had been hearing from your agent for a couple of weeks about them? Or what, how did it go? Yeah, I was um, to the point I was kind of surprised. Um, you know, I was home the whole time just working out. And, um, you know, me and Coach Chad, we kept in contact. And, you know, I was texting him and I told him I was still working out and everything. So, you know, I was able to um, send him some videos of me working out. And, you know, I ended up getting a call. When, did, when was it? When did you get the call? Um, Wednesday. I think the day before Thanksgiving, you know, I ended up getting the call. What you think? You drilled? How happy are you? How do you feel about that? Oh, I was excited about it. Um, you know, definitely when I got here, it felt like home. When they was picking me up from the airport, I thought I was going back to my house. So, you know, it's already home for me. Guys coming back who left around the same time that, that you did, what is it about this place that makes it feel like home? Well, just the way you treat it, you know, um, the, the way the organization treats you, the way the, the fans and just the whole town of Buffalo, they treat us with a whole bunch of respect, and you don't find many places like that. So um, to be able to come back and just to be part of it, you know, it's, it's a great thing because I, I watch every game, you know, since I left, I've been rooting the guys on. I still stayed in contact with a lot of people. Just excited to see once you got back to Buffalo. I was excited to see everybody. I can't even put a name on it. I was just happy to see everyone I see, you know, I was just happy. You know, it was just nice, you know, getting a hug, you know, from everyone now compared to when we last saw you here in Buffalo? I 
feel like my game is way better. I'm to the point where I'm healthy now. You know, I dealt with a lot of injuries, so I had a whole bunch of time to heal up and, you know, get my mind and my body right. Josh really to do with giving him a boost in his career, teaching him how to be a pro, how to do the right things. What has it been like to see him in his continued growth? Uh, Josh already been a pro. Like, he don't have to give me no credit, but, you know, just um, he elevates every year. You know, he gets better and better, and, you know, it it doesn't amaze me at all. You know, like I say, when I sit up there and I, I watch him, you know, he just takes control of the game, and, you know, he dominated, he executes. So it's like every year he's been progressing and getting better. Aaron said he thinks you can add to this offense. So what do you think you can bring to this offense? We know you're really fast. What do you think you can do to, to help this team? Whatever they need me to do, you know, I'm just here to – to help out, you know, do as much as I can. You know, whatever they whatever they ask me to do, I would do it. You know, always been a team player, you know, so I'm just excited about it. You know, I don't have much words about it. Pick the offense back up or do you feel like it's already coming back to you? No, it's already coming back to me. You know, I, I always kept the plays. You know, I kind of looked over them a little bit, you know, time after time or even when I watched the game, I called certain plays out, but it's, it's definitely coming back to me. What are your thoughts just about the receiving room now that you're joining from top to bottom in that, in that room? It's just a, it's a great receiver room. You know, even when I look at it, you know, I give I give credit to him. And, you know, I even told Bean, like, he's been doing a great job just to see the receiver room with the with the guys that were here after I left, the new guys that are here. Like, he has guys that step up and make plays. So, you know, it never goes unnoticed, the people that he bring in because – He's always bringing a piece in that that is going to come in and be ready to work. So you catching up with Diggs over here a little bit earlier. What's what's that like and, and getting to back be back with him? Oh, you know, um, you know, Diggs just a, a funny guy. You know, um, he's just and always in good spirits, good to be around. And you know, we just talking and you know, just you know, he he hit me with the old jokes now. So you know, I got to take that. All right, that's John Brown addressing the media yesterday. Had some fans that wanted to hear from him, and with good reason. I mean, it's a guy that his first year in the Bills' offense in 2019 had a 1,000-yard receiving season. Him and Cole Beasley came in at the same time. They produced, and they took this passing game to new heights with Josh Allen and obviously a playoff berth in 2019. Came back in 2020, couldn't get healthy. Hopefully he's healthy now and can stay that way and can offer something to the Bills in the passing game going forward. That's it for me today. I will definitely be back here tomorrow at 1. Hopefully Steve's feeling good enough to be that as well. We'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock here on One Bills Live. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 